the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In steadfast obedience to God's call upon his life, Pastor Rander continues to challenge us with stimulating questions that we must answer if we are to live a committed, God-filled life. We cannot reach our full potential short of giving God rather than this world our very best. The only way we can maximize our God-given capacity is to walk by faith at all times and in all things. God's Word tells us that we must look to the hills for help. Where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Thank you for joining us today. As you listen in, you'll want to take notes. So keep pen and paper handy. Persecuted, that's going to happen, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. It's no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he'll do for you. Listen, so another vision killer, F, is addiction. Say addictions. You know, some folk can't get anywhere because they're addicted. I'm not going to call all the addictions, but I'm just give you a few to give you an idea. Some folk are addicted to sleep. They live to go to sleep. You got to wake up. Okay? Some folk are addicted to television. Television is taking up 70, 80% of your life. You go to sleep by it. You wake up by it. Matter of fact, you don't know what to do with yourself if it's not on. That one-eyed monster is keeping you from reaching your God-given potential. If you're going to be anything for Christ, you got to learn to cut that box off. Cut the video games off. Get a book. Get a life. Go to the library. Go to the museum. Go to the arts. Go to symphonies. Go Go to things to cultivate and stimulate your mind to keep Alzheimer's away. Go, go, sport. Some of you sports keep you from, you're sports fanatics. There's nothing wrong with liking sports, but sports can keep you from achieving your goals. Others is technology. You got so many bells and whistles and things on your ears and iPods and, and tweeting and emailing and texting and everything. And they're always coming out with something new to keep you messed up, keep you preoccupied. And you like a fool, you go out and buy everything they offer. Listen, slow down. Don't let folk make a fool out of you. Think for yourself. If what you have is working for you, be satisfied. Let me ask you this question. How much is enough? Where is your point of being contented? I mean, it is not in the pleasures of this world. As a matter of fact, let me just serve notice on you. Your pleasure is not God's priority. Your pleasure is not God's priority. Now, if you're going to make, listen, if you want to have the best year ever, you're going to be determined, you have to be determined to make some adjustments now in your life, in this season that you are in. We have more days behind us for most of us than we do ahead of us. And what you want to do is make the most of the time you got 
and, and, and put it under God's authority and allow him to salvage what the locusts have eaten. And some of you, you look back retrospectively, all you see is a trail of hardships, hurt, pain, betrayal, unfinished task, things you started and didn't finish. It's okay. Listen, that's where you are, but that's what you don't have to stay there. You can say, this is my beginning, and I'm not going to focus on the past. I'm going to focus on what God can do through me in the here and now. And some folk uh, can't get ahead in life. Another addiction is because of alcohol. You drink too much. I've never seen, Christians are drinking, the, the drinking of Christians is rivaling that of the world. Oh, y'all not saying amen. Now, some of y'all got stuff. That's why you got it all in your box. Talking about, well, it's not, it's not a sin to get drunk. I'm just drinking. I'm sipping. Well, well, well it's not a sin to, to drink. And you might can handle it, but that child that's watching you bust them suds, you may lead them into alcoholism. You handle it, but your grandchild couldn't. But they caught it from you. Won't y'all say amen? Oh, y'all say, say amen. Amen or ouch one. Are you talking about you broke? Give up the alcohol. Alcohol is expensive. Cigarettes is expensive. That stuff is expensive. You can get somewhere if you just give up some of those habits. Give up some of those habits. You see, the alcohol is keeping you. Some of y'all, you say, I got a vision. You sure do with that alcohol. You getting some visions all right. Oh, yeah, you way up at it. I see, I see, I see you. Yeah, you you having you having some visions, all right. You know, I, I go to HEB shopping. Members, be, hey, how you doing, Pastor Draper? And they be looking at me. I see them cutting their eye down. They just looking for something. They just looking for something. Another addiction is drugs, and you got to keep drugs. Listen, drugs will wipe you out. Make a child steal from his mama. Drugs will drive you out of your mind. Drive you crazy. I mean, drugs is horrible. Drugs make you steal, make you kill. Drugs, you'll sell your body for drugs. Drugs will take you to levels, you stoop to levels you'd never imagine you could stoop to get that next quick fix. Putting that stuff in your veins. Marijuana, medicinal. You don't need no marijuana for medicine. Why won't y'all say amen? I ought to get some amen then. Say it again. I'm not talking French. Say amen again. Drug. And I'm going to tell you something, some of y'all are on too many prescription drugs. Sometimes you think you got a headache, you take stuff. You know, some of that. I mean, you can overdrug yourself even on legal drugs. Just drugged up. You drug yourself to sleep, drug yourself up, drug yourself to go, caffeine yourself, everything. Get yourself going. Appeal for this, appeal for that. Popping pills. I wonder why you're in a mess. Pleasure. That's another addiction. Just, just addicted to fun. God wants to have some fun. And uh, God, if there's a time to work and there's a time to rest, I believe God is as, as much in the work as he is in the rest. But you know what? Your pleasure can cause you to miss God's best for you. You can spend so many hours on the golf course, so many hours going to the movies. Every movie come out, you know it. And by every 
Blockbuster. Now you can go to these little boxes and just order little things for a dollar. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You just get stuff everywhere. And you just entertain yourself to death. Just entertain yourself. Your life is just one big entertainment center. Your life is one big. You got, if, if, if God could flush all the entertainment out of you, I wonder how much flushing out would he have to do? You see? And others, it's food, addicted to food. You can't stop eating. You eat yourself to death. You're talking about health care. Stop complaining about health care if you're not doing body care. Body care. I mean, you can keep some diabetes and all this. You keep a whole lot of stuff away from you. If you just control your eating and what you eat and how much you eat, you're killing yourself. And then you wonder why stuff going up. We can bring the cost down if you just take better body care. I think they're focusing on health care. That's a good thing. We need health care. But I think before health care ought to be body, say body care. Say a little bit louder. Say a little bit louder. That means you have to get off the grease and the pizzas and the sloppy joes, onion rings, french fries, hot dogs, wieners, chips. Uh-oh, I'm messing with you. That's your job, isn't it? Frito-Lay? I'm not trying to put you out of business. But they got diet chips now. They got some chips supposed to be healthy. And they got, what do you call those, those, those chips? Ba- yeah, baked chip now. You know, they got, so we got Frito-Lay and all these folks. I'm not trying to wipe you out. Matter of fact, some of them ain't going to listen to me no way. You'll be all right. <laughs> You'll be all right. <laughs> But you all, if you're going to see God do wonderful things in your life, you're going to have to give attention to your addictions. Some of y'all are addicted to spending money. You did, your money get funny every month because you're addicted. That's right. You're addicted to money. You can't, you, you're addicted to spending. You can't save 10 cents. Some of y'all just as broke this year as you were five years ago. You can't help anybody. Always on skid row financially. It burns you to have some money. And so, and all these addictions, just addictions. And so, you got to deal with the addictions and ask God to give you the willpower to say no and let the spirit of God be in control of your body instead of your bodily impulse and desires. Uh, G, another vision killer is excuses. Say excuses. Excuses may sound good to you. However, they will gain you no pity from others and will leave you stuck in a rut. And you know, you got some folks that are, they're, they're professional excuse makers and just whining about this and why that and if it weren't for this or because of that. Listen, that is not going to get you anywhere. Just suck it up. Say, I messed up. I'm going to get myself together, and I'm going to press on and do the right thing, making right decisions and being accountable to God, his word, and to those who are spiritually mature and have my best interests at heart. Excuses, excuses will keep you stuck in a rut. Another vision killer is stubbornness. Say stubbornness. stubbornness. Say it again. Ooh, you got some stubborn men. Some stubborn husbands sat in their way. Then you got some stubborn wives. God can be speaking through that husband. I don't want to do that. You, do you realize God can speak through your spouse? 
Do you realize that? God can speak. If your spouse loves you, have your interests at heart, there are times when God is speaking through your spouse and you're not receiving it because you're stubborn. That's right. You want to have it your way. I don't want to hear that. I know what I'm doing. Leave me alone. Uh-huh. Yeah, really. And you walk, or you say nothing because your mind already made up. You know, your stubbornness. It's the inability to listen to godly counsel. That's why some children end up in jail. That's why children end up on the streets and in gangs. Don't listen to godly counsel. Strong will uh, in the classroom. Headstrong. Tap the whole house. Marriage fall apart because of being headstrong. Stubbornness restricts the work of God in your life and keep you from reaching your God-given potential. When are you going to learn to submit and realize you don't have all the answers and realize God wants you to humble yourself and rid yourself of that stubborn spirit by the power of the Holy Spirit? Stubbornness can become such a stronghold that nobody can do nothing with you. They got to think twice before they talk to you. I mean, and kids are scared of you. Wife's scared of you. Sometimes the husband's scared of the wife. Some of these wives can wipe these husbands out. What you think? Shoes. Uh, stubbornness. The inability to listen to godly counsel have brought many lives to ruin. You might be asking yourself, what? Preacher, why are you talking about this vision stuff, this plan stuff? You know what? God wants more out of you than you've been giving him. And you can't get to that next level unless you're, you are willing to make some serious adjustments. If you keep doing the same old thing, the same old way, you're going to keep on getting the same discouraging results. Ah, another vision killer is draining relationships. Say draining relationships. Say it a little bit louder. You need to cut people off who are drag on your life. Some folks specializes in dragging. They're not satisfied. They down and not satisfied until they drag you down. Listen, you need to, if you're going to have vision and you have a plan for your life, run with folk who, who want to have vision. Run with folk who want to get somewhere. You know, when I was in school, even when I was in high school, middle school, and even uh, on into college, I ran with two kinds of people. Two kinds. I ran with folk who knew less than me so that I could help them up to be able to disciple them, to minister to them, to, to assist them, to help get them up, to be a helping hand to folk. And then I ran with folk who knew more than me to keep me reaching, you know, to, to keep me stimulated, to keep me motivated and keep me challenged. I ran with those who knew less and those who knew more so that I can be balanced to the glory of God. Stop running with folk that's a drag on your life. I don't care if they are your homeboy, your homegirl, you with the, your sorrow, your frat. They can all mess up your life. They can all just a drag. You got some relatives a drag on you. When you get through with them, you a mess. You a basket case. That's right. That's right. So you get quiet. You know, some relatives are drag. You got some relatives that moochers. They just mooch, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Just drag. And so you got to realize, don't let folk drag you down. And uh, if you're going to allow God to maximize himself through you, you got to cut off those relationships that keep you from getting where God wants you to be for his glory and your own good. 
Another one is, is people pleasing. Say people pleasing. That's another one. That's people pleasing. And some of you can't be a yes person and get anywhere. Are y'all writing this down? Are y'all got, I, if you're not writing, I'm assuming that you didn't come here to learn nothing or you got a photostatic memory. I'm trying to help you. If the doctor told you to write something down, would you write it down? If he gave you a prescription because you're sick, would you, would you, would you, would you take it and would you read it? And would you, would, would you go, some of y'all read prescriptions and can't half read the writing. You, you need to write things down unless you're really that good. You ought to come to church expecting to learn something. Amen. Come to church expecting to learn something. People pleasing. In other words, your vision cannot become a reality trying to be all things to all people. Trying to be all things. You can't be a yes person. You got, there has to be something. No, I can't do that. No, I, I can't go to the party. Oh, I would go to this, but I can't because I have homework. I, I have some tasks that's, un, I have some unfinished business. You see, um, your vision cannot become a reality trying to be all things to all people. If you don't get your agenda from God and allow and follow it, people will be quick to give you their vision for you to your own detriment. Did you get that? If you don't allow God to give you a vision from himself, then people are waiting to tell you what you ought to do with your life to your own detriment. They don't know where you ought to be going. They don't know who you are. They don't know your, your limitations. They don't know your mind. They don't know you. They think they know you, but they don't know you like God knows you. And if you don't have an agenda from God, people will give you an agenda that's from them to your own detriment, to your own detriment. Another one is doubt. Say doubt. Doubt. Unable to believe by faith that God can accomplish his vision through you. Unable to believe. Faith. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, says, it, says uh, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Uh, Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. It takes faith. We come to Christ by faith. You haven't seen God, but you believe even though you haven't seen. You come to Christ by faith. God is calling you to live by faith. And then you die in the faith. It is a faith walk. And doubt hinders the plan that God has for your life. Doubt, unable to believe by faith that God can accomplish his work and vision through you. James 1, 6 says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. Don't doubt that God can do it. Trust God that he can do it. For he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Philippians 1, 6 says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. That holy thing that God has deposited in you, salvation. He can work it out in an incredible way as you live and look to Jesus, the author and finish of our faith. And then Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Repeat after me real loud. I, that's not loud enough, I, can do all things, do all things through, Christ, through Christ 
who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13, that ought to be your motto verse. That ought to be your theme verse of the year. If you take that verse and memorize, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The calculus, the geometry, the algebra, the, 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 the courses that you have to take, dealing with a difficult spouse, difficult child, dealing with challenges on the job, even in spite of your health, You'll be astounded how people, even in poor health, who does great things for God. Great things for God. Great things for God. So you got to believe God without doubting. And let me do one more, and then we'll stop right here. Another one is insecurity. Say insecurity. Insecurity. It's lack of confidence and self-doubt. Lack of confidence. You're hard on yourself. You doubt yourself. You doubt your your God-given abilities. Uh, I can't do this because it's too hard. Uh, Here's another one, insecure. Uh, I've never done it before. Never done this before. Or another one we say insecurely is, what if I fail? Well, what if you succeed? The worst thing you can do is nothing. <laughs> I mean, if I'm gonna fail, let me fail trying. That's better than somebody that sit and do nothing. You see, go on and try. Go on and try. You don't know what you can do with the help of God unless you at least try. Try. You got some folk who make the NFL team that didn't even make the draft. Wasn't even drafted, but they. Stars, you got to try. Don't worry about if you didn't make the draft, press on. Don't submit your resume anyway. Go on, test the waters anyway. Go on and give it a try. Go on and try. Try. Insecurity can be a horrible thing. You got some insecure husbands jealous of their wives because they make more money than them. Why are you jealous of that? I mean, it's all coming in the same pot. That's right. Oh, my wife, I remember I was teaching school in Houston, in the Houston Independent School District, and my wife worked for a law firm. I never saw the money my wife made working in the law firm. But I was just as happy when her paycheck came on to the house. I said, praise God, give, God give an increase. That's right. I had no ego trip. You know, thank God. Thank God. I mean, you know, come on, get off of it. Get off of it. I mean, don't be insecure because you think somebody has look a little bit better than you, have a little bit more than you, a little more bells and whistles, and you just get your life all out of order instead of being satisfied with what God has blessed you with. That's why some folk don't let folk get close, uh, let folk get too close to them because of insecurity. And they put up walls all around because they don't really, they're so insecure about their, they, they don't want you to, to know their weaknesses or their, their deficiencies. So they just kind of block you out and you get so far, but you won't get any closer. And all that's about, some people are mean and they keep you under their thumb because they're insecure. They're scared you're going to get a little bit better than them or do it a little bit better or they get intimidated. So they keep you right down there. It's all because of insecurity can be horrible, really horrible. 
And I'm trying to help you. Listen, surrender your insecurities to Jesus. And Jesus will embolden you to do far more than you can ever imagine to the glory of God. Let me do one more. I said one more. I, I'll stop right here. I keep saying i stop right here, but it just gets so good. A- am I helping y'all? If you want some more, say give me more. A little bit louder? One more. Okay. Another vision killer, and we'll stop here, is pride. Say pride. pride. Your pride is self-sufficiency. I can just do it myself. You know, pride causes me to think I can accomplish God's plan for my life, his vision, without counsel from others, without help from others. Let me tell you something. Whatever God is calling you to do with your life, you need to come to your spiritual senses and realize you can't do it by yourself. I don't need nobody. Stop lying. You just don't know you lying. You do need somebody. You're subject to fall. If nobody's around, who's going to pick you up? Pick you. The, the scripture says two is better than one. Huh? And the Bible also says a three-strand cord is not easily broken. You all, God didn't make you to be an idol. And if you want to do great things for God, realize that God is going to put some people in your life by faith to help you reach your God-given potential. There's some people he's going to send in your life uh, that have skills you don't have that's going to enhance what you do. Y'all understand what I'm saying? You know, he's going to put those people there. We all are a sum total of those who have deposited into us. I didn't get where I am uh, by myself. There are mentors. I can start calling names right now of people who deposited into my life when I was a child on up to make me who I am today. I did not get here by myself. You need somebody, and to think you don't is foolish indeed. Everybody needs somebody. If you don't think you don't need anybody, just keep on living. That's why some parents don't want, I don't want no children. I don't want no children. Okay, go and die without them. You get old, nobody comes see you. They euthanize you. You know, nobody speak up on your behalf. No children. You say, they bad. Well, you were bad when you were young. They get in the stuff. You got in the stuff. Now, somebody took care of you. Now, you don't want to take care of anybody. That's selfishness. Let me tell you, pride comes before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. And you know why some people don't get right with God? It's because of pride. I don't need God. I don't need God. But then when the plane hits some turbulence, oh, God. Oh, God. I, oh, 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 you do know how to pray. Oh, God. Oh, God. Atheist. Oh, God. Oh, you can say God. You need the Lord if you don't have the spiritual sense enough to know you don't. Tells us that in order to live according to God's plan for our lives, we must be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. It also tells us that we must forget our past and look toward those things that are ahead. In addition to the gift of a brand new year, 
God has given us the gifts of keeping the past where it belongs and looking to the present and the future, doing new things in him that shall spring forth. Isn't that good news? If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear more teachings by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.